Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Thank you for pressing play on Your Gift is in Your Healing, the podcast. I am your host, Latreya, the Life Coach, and whether you are new here or a returning listener, know that your presence is appreciated, and I am so grateful that you are here. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, girl. Hey, I am back from my week-long um, anniversary vacation. <laughs> uh, we went to Ocean City last week, Tuesday through Friday. Um, and actually, I was on vacation um, Monday as well. So I had a nice long break, but I am back this week um, with you all. I wanted to talk about uh, two things this week. Uh, the first thing I was going to talk about is uh, purpose. So we're actually going to talk about that second. But the thing that I want to talk about now is um, I'm not sure how many of you are fans of the uh, Love and Hip Hop Miami series. Um, I used to be a fan of the entire Love and Hip Hop uh, brand. But, you know, like you, I just grew tired of it because of all the drama and the negativity and the fighting and, you know, just black women just being shown in a very bad light. Um, but the Love and Hip Hop Miami series, my primary reason for watching that every week um, it's absolutely Ace Hood and his wife, Sheila Marie. These two people bring an energy to the show that is needed. Uh, these two people bring an energy to the show that is welcome. Uh, they do not portray themselves to be anything other than two people who genuinely have a love for themselves as a couple and themselves as individuals. Um, and they address a number of different things that affect a number of relationships, including mine, uh, despite the fact that they're a heterosexual couple and my wife and I are a homosexual couple. I always say same sex, same problems. Um, but they've talked about things as far as uh, losing your individuality in a marriage, uh, depression, anxiety, things that strike us all, regardless of what your sexuality is in a relationship or a marriage. Um, so this week I was excited about the episode because Sheila Marie is the founder of the Curvy Curly Conscious Movement. And each year she hosts an annual retreat that she describes as um, a space to give women, uh, a safe space to give women to be honored, to experience joy, to heal, and of course, be a little unruly. So it's called the unruly retreat. And so she makes it known that this is a space for black women um, that has never been hidden, that is not a secret. She's been featured in Essence Magazine and a couple of other uh, publications um, about her retreats um, and how they are just a safe, friendly um, atmosphere for black women to express ourselves and, and to discuss things that affect us. So on this week's episode of um, the show, the reality show, she met, well, well, let me go back. Last week, she actually met with Princess Love, who's Ray J's wife, and Princess Love is half Filipino and half black. And so she invited her to attend the retreat because she's just been going through a lot, which if you read the blogs, you already know um, the things that she's been dealing with, but just to kind of help her, you know, be around women who can pour into her and uplift her um, spiritually um, in a sisterhood. So she invited her to that and she accepted, said she would attend. Fast forward this week, the two of them go to lunch or um, have lunch with one of the other women on the show um, by the name of Neri, who is married to Noriega. Um, Neri does not identify as black. Uh, Neri is, identifies as Latina. Of course, the conversation about the retreat comes up 
And Sheila Marie makes it clear that, you know, yes, her retreat is for women, but her retreat is for black women. Um, Neri was put off by that comment um, because she's like, well, why can't I be included? And, you know, Princess Love kind of made a comment of towards Sheila Marie that we're going to be the only two people there because we're the only black women that we know. So they kind of dismissed it. Um, but of course, that's not where it ended. There were other conversations had one between Neri and her husband as to, you know, the lunch was going great until Sheila Marie made the comment that her retreat is geared towards black women and to which Noriega responded to his wife. You're married to a black man and you have black children. So why shouldn't you be able to attend? Because she's not a black woman. Being married to a black man and having black children does not give you an honorary pass to the black woman's sisterhood. I'm not going to apologize for this statement because it's absolutely 100% true. I know that, you know, people want to make the argument of, well, why do you have to exclude yourself? And then why do you have to make it a black woman thing? Because if we felt like we were included in other situations, we wouldn't have to create our own spaces, which is why you know, Sheila Marie created her own space, which is why I created my own space, which is why my friend Eliana created her own space, which is why all of these amazing black women have created these safe spaces for other black women to heal and discuss trauma and to laugh and let our hair down and be ourselves without worrying about being judged or people not taking us serious because they can't understand our struggle. When there are no spaces created for you to feel safe, you have to start creating your own safe spaces. So that is what she did. But, you know, of course, you know, some TV shows, when it comes to edit editing, uh, they kind of made her look like the bad person. Uh, the last conversation she had ended up with Princess Love in tears, uh, talking about how she was raised by a Filipino woman and, you know, how Sheila Marie was raised by a white woman because she, a white woman because she is biracial, that had this space been created for their mothers, then their mothers would have had more experience on what it was to raise black children. It was your mother's responsibility to educate herself on what it was to be a mother of a black child. It is not the black woman's responsibility to continue to save and educate and correct everybody. At some point, other women have to take responsibility for who they marry, who they produce to make sure that they are feeding them the nourishment that they need from not just one side that they represent but all sides and just like um Neri is married to Noriega who is half Puerto Rican and half black if she has questions about about black womanhood he has sisters he has a mother he has black women in his family that she can reach out to if that's what she wants to do you shouldn't have to wait until somebody mentions their black woman only event to now all of a sudden want to say hey but can you guys educate me so I can then educate my sons? That's not Sheila Marie's responsibility. And that is not one of our responsibilities as black women. I think we have done more than enough and gone above and beyond what it takes to kind of give you all a picture of what it is we experience. But if you really want to know what it is we experience, it shouldn't take you wanting to attend one of our retreats. All you have to do is simply ask. I celebrate Sheila Marie today because not one time did this queen take her crown off, bow down, 
and 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 say okay i give in she did not relent she stood firm in her stance of it is a black woman only retreat i said what i said it is what it is that's it and so i celebrate her um and not allowing the cameras to force her to concede and um and 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 as she says uh bend her brand just to make somebody else feel happy um, she, her support comes from black women and she wants to celebrate them with this retreat every year. And so I applaud her for that. Um, and so again, this wasn't going to be a part of this week's podcast, but I think it's important to recognize that, um, as you know, a black woman who is creating a safe space for not just black women, but black gay women as well, because I do fall under that umbrella is, you know, I created this space because I didn't feel like I was represented elsewhere. Um, and so, you know, sometimes when, hey, when when there's no seat at the table or we're not welcome at the table, sometimes we have to build our own table. Can we talk about purpose now? This pandemic has caused a great number of us women, present company included, to question a few things. Who we are, whose we are, and why we are. And why we are is our purpose. And you see it everywhere posted on social media. Um, I post it a lot on my page. Find your purpose, live in your purpose, walk in your purpose. By definition, purpose is the reason that somebody exists. And we all have our own reasons for wanting to find our purpose. But let's get into what our purpose is and then how we go about finding it. Um, so just know and understand that we all have purpose. Each one of us were born with one. Unfortunately, it's not obvious um, what exactly our purpose is, but I can guarantee you each one of us have pondered at some point in our life on what our purpose is. So you queen, yes, you have a purpose. You queen over there, yes, you have a purpose. And even my queen that is right now in a valley that is in the wilderness and questioning everything, just know and understand when this is all said and done, when this, this space that you are currently in clears, you will know and understand what your purpose is. Finding our why is great because it can lead us to becoming a better, healthier, and more joyful version of ourselves. But the journey to discovering your why is just that. It's a journey. One that is very emotional. One that takes deep work. One that involves shadow work and inner child work. And I will get more into what those are in another episode of the podcast. Identifying your purpose adds value to your self-worth and your self-worth is simply knowing that there is something valuable about you. Sometimes when we think of purpose, we confuse it with passion. And while both are mutually important in our journeys, they are not the same. Passion is the what and it deals with the emotions that drive us to what it is that we want to do with our lives. Purpose is the why. It is the reason that we have for doing what it is we are doing to begin with. So enduring your search and completing your search for your purpose and, and your why, there's a few areas that I want you to consider. Start with your childhood. 
Um, our adult BS or belief systems can be traced directly to our upbringing. This is where that inner child work comes into play because it requires us to quiet everything around us and go inside to touch on those things that happened to us as children. Not necessarily things that were um, traumatic, but things um, of questioning, you know, why you were adopted or, um, you know, moving from, from some place that you were comfortable and relocating to another place. Things like that have an effect on a child um, and can lead to certain things like abandonment issues. So this inner child work is very important as it relates to finding your purpose. Also take a look at things like your passions, your interests, and life-changing experiences. And just to elaborate on life-changing experiences, that plays a, a huge part in um, defining or finding your purpose. Um, and as something can happen to you, uh, traumatic can happen to you, if you're in a car accident and you're hit by a drunk driver, you could discover that your passion is to now speak up uh, for those that don't have a voice um, who have been impacted by drunk drivers. Um, you may be a child who may have grown up in the foster system and your passion is now to educate and support those children in the same situation. So those type of life-changing um, experiences. For me, my life-changing experience was a, um, was a tumultuous relationship and, and a, um, a, an abusive uh, background, which added to um, passions that I had to want to help take care of people, which have propelled me to where I am now. So after thinking those things over, next comes your manifesto or the declaration of what it is you want in life. So start with areas you want to improve. Ask yourself, what is it that I am lacking? What do I wish I was stronger in? Uh, what is one trait that I admire in other people that I don't see in myself? Also ask yourself, what is it that I stand for? What are my strongest beliefs? And then let's go back to our childhood. What were your dreams as a little girl? What did you aspire to be as a child? And then these two questions. These are, are two questions that um, I think are very strong. Um, and I hope you feel the same way. That is, what are you willing to die for? And lastly, what breaks your heart? Now, the last question, what breaks your heart, comes from a book that I just started reading called The Awakened Woman by Dr. Terrera Trent. Um, and this book is, um, I'm trying to see if I can see the find the date on it, but uh, not 2017. So this book was published in 2017 and it was one of Oprah's um, book club books. And she actually dubbed Dr. Trent uh, one of her favorite or her favorite guests of all time um, on the show, which considering how many people she interviewed, um, that's, a, that's amazing. But if you've read this book, then you understand why she dubbed her that. Um, so that question came from this book, Awakened Woman, which is a guide for remembering and igniting your sacred dreams. I have just started reading this book. And when I tell you pages are dog-eared, um, highlighted notes in the column, but yes, that's where the question, what breaks your heart comes from. And that is her way to jog you into considering 
what it is you're passionate about. So if you haven't gotten that book, I urge you to add it to your library. Um, so back to this manifesto. In making your manifesto, there's a couple of things that I want you to um, make note of. Um, and a couple of things that I want you to do as it relates to your manifesto. Number one, make your manifesto uplifting. Number two, use empowering words. Number three, keep it short. You don't want it too long because you want to be moved to recite it frequently. So make sure it's not um, super long. Write it in the present tense. And most importantly, queens, keep it positive. A couple of examples of some manifestos. I think and imagine yes instead of no. I remain open to trying new things. I constantly stretch further and further from my comfort zone. My home is my sacred space. I will honor and protect it from negative energies. My gift is in the healing of my trauma. I use my gift to help other queens heal. I am worthy and deserving of it all. My birthright is the only green light I need in order to live my life with purpose. And if those two sound a little familiar, <laughs> it's because I wrote those manifestos myself. But that just shows you how, how some of them can be three and four sentences, how some of them can be two sentences. You can have one that's one sentence. My time is precious and I will always treat it as such. So when you're writing your manifesto, just keep those things in mind. Again, make it uplifting. Use empowering words. Keep it short. Write it in the present tense and keep it positive. In writing down your manifesto, you actually see on paper what it is you stand for. So seeing it and reciting them frequently will help you not only see your purpose, but help you live it as well. So while I did not write an affirmation this week, I did write something uh, that I want to share with you all. If you keep having the same recurring dream every few months or years around purpose or passion, that's no longer a coincidence. That's your calling. And I stand firmly in that because it happened to me um, back when I was probably 24, 25. I had a dream that I was standing in an open field and there was a black cloud circling over me. And as it came into focus, the cloud uh, started taking on the form of like um, a human body, individual human bodies holding hands linked together and just circling overhead over me. Um, and I remember very clearly the voice just kept saying, you have to save them. You have to save them. And it scared me like like none other. It simply scared me. And where I worked was actually in a home health um, agency. And we had a chaplain on site. And I reached out to her, called her. She came up to my office. Um, and I told her what my dream was. And she sat there for a minute, took it all in. And she said, um, God is calling you to do work. And I sat there and in my 24, 25 year old mind, single mother of two children, enjoying her life and wanting to do what she wants to do, 
Um, I suppressed that and I was like, thanks for your input. I'm good. Um, and went on with life. And then every couple of years, I would have a dream similar to that where a spirit was speaking to me or someone was speaking to me or I would see or be or come in contact with um, a divine entity. Um, I remember uh, another dream that I had, and this was actually a dream that I, I had actually at the end of 2019 of being on a plane and flying up. My sister and I were going to Miami and I remember flying up and the plane went out of the atmosphere. And the next thing I know, I see the hem of the divine spirit's garment. And because I was on a journey to discovering whose I was, I wasn't as shook as my dream in my early 20s, but I was shook nonetheless. Um, and so that was also around the time that I started doing research and, and, and tracing my ancestry and um, discovering who I was. Um, and so in discovering whose I was and who I was led me to why I was and why I am is what I'm doing now. Um, and that is sharing my my healing and my journey with other women, um, hoping to inspire them to do the same. So again, if you keep having the same recurring dream over and over and over, it's not a coincidence. That's your calling. That's your purpose. Step into it. Walk in it proudly and know you are where you are supposed to be. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. If you are looking for more inspiration, um, uplifting um quotes and memes and videos from me, please head over to my social media uh, pages at Latreya the Life Coach. That is on Instagram. That is on Facebook, YouTube, and even the TikTok. I sound like an old lady now, right? The TikTok. It's, uh, and I'm also on TikTok. So all of those platforms under Latreya the Life Coach. Also, if you have not yet subscribed to the email subscription list, please head to my website, Latreya the Life Coach, and make sure you subscribe. Um, I have not been as active on that just with so much thing, so many things going on. But as I'm winding down 2021 and gearing up for 2022, I do have some things in place um, and some changes that I will be making that will make my life a little bit easier um, and keep but keep you in contact with me uh, nonetheless. And the reason I want you all to sign up for the, the subscription, um, email subscription, is because I will be sending out later this week um, the pictures and the links for you to purchase my Affirmation Capsule Collection, which goes on sale on Monday, November 1st. Um, the items in the collection include sweatshirts, t-shirts, uh, racerback yoga shirts, um, tote bags, and you will be able to purchase those things until November 30th. Um, those items will be limited. Uh, there will only be a couple of each, so probably about four um, themes in all. And they're all centered around uh, my favorite affirmations. They're centered around uh, one or two of my favorite Bible quotes. So be sure to look out for that. I will be posting pictures later this week. I'm just waiting for my samples to come in so I can post those pictures of myself and my, my model, my wife, <laughs> wearing those. And then I will be posting them to my social media page. But again, the capsule collection is simply called Affirmations and it will go on sale November 1st. I look forward to you guys purchasing them for the holidays for yourself. 
and for those powerful, phenomenal women in your family. Thank you all for tuning in. You all be blessed. Have a great week. Have a great evening. And I'll talk to you later.